The Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Davenport podcast. My name is Allison and with me is Drew. Hi. Andy and Val, our regular co-hosts, weren't able to make it for this recording, but we have two very special guests. Our good friends and creative artists, Aunt Gore and Theo Monstar, also known as Trash People from the Dump, joined us to watch and talk about the legendary the wonderfully terrible Star Wars <laughs> holiday special from November 17th, 1978, aired once and was intended to never be seen again. So, <laughs> Little did they know, the internet. They tried so hard. <laughs> I actually think, I, I think real quick before we get into it, that they probably, if they just made it more available, it would have been less of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, 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 oh, sure. Like, they be okay, like, that was that. terrible. Why, yeah. <laughs> so... We're going to go full spoilers for this. And I think this is one that it's okay, even if you didn't see it. You, you might want to listen to what we have to say and decide whether or not you want to check it out. It is available in its entirety right now on YouTube. And I'll post a link to a good quality video in our show notes at thehauntedavenport.com. Um, but we are going to get into it in detail. And before we do, I thought I'd let our guests, Laura and Theo, talk a little bit about Trash People from the Dump and some of the awesome projects that they do because they are quite prolific. <laughs> we just do a lot of shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we're, we're weirdo artists in the Portland area, and um, we, we make short films for horror film festivals that are usually music-based and puppet based and and then i also have a comic strip that i do that's like creepy lovecraftian weirdness and um we also do movie reviews often usually horror but we kind of like do other genres yeah, as well yeah. and uh we're working on doing we're working on coming up with a live show yeah that we're in the process of coming up with yeah. right now so follow us on tiktok or all that stuff. instagram or facebook etc ant gore a-u-n-t gore <laughs> and then theo monstar spelled like, like monster, monster with but just an a instead <laughs> yeah. of an e and we'll yeah. be sure to post uh links to all your stuff oh yeah yeah on our page for this episode <laughs> yeah and that way yeah. people can look you up we're on tiktok mostly right yeah now, mostly most of tiktok but we still do youtube things yeah. about once a month or so Sometimes and all of our shorts are on our youtube but uh yeah mostly been doing just tiktok things and then just kind of preparing for this new project we're working on yeah 
Yep. Well, Drew joined TikTok just so that he could watch your videos because he enjoys oh. them so much. <laughs> they haven't been too exciting lately. I haven't had time to like really make a full on. I bet in January we'll have yeah. more time to do more creative ones on yeah. TikTok. I don't even honestly understand how we we try to put this show out once a month. How you guys do you know audio visual stuff with lighting and editing and create music, original music for everything. Like I just like how? how is that well, that's, possible? Why, that's why I had to pull way back from doing YouTube stuff because it was getting to be very overwhelming because for a while there we were doing the full trash people from the dump episodes like, like at least every once month. a month and the cocktail every month and then I was also doing an every Sunday with Frankie the puppet and it just got to the point where I'm just like I'm already burnt out on this I need I yeah. need to I need to pull, pull back way just back just a little bit yeah you had a lot of content <laughs> some time there well and then also um the two of you run a local horror movie group yeah, in right, portland yeah. and there's tons of events especially since people we should have been able to get vaccinated you know, yeah <laughs> yeah people are living in the portland area and you're not a creepy stalker and you want to come right. and watch movies <laughs> with a bunch of us or go to a really fun trivia night a couple times a month um i'll post the link to the meetup group because i know there are a couple people that we know through the podcasting community that are local and are interested in some of those things. So. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, no I mean, <laughs> like I said, don't be a creeper. But right. <laughs> Well, and that's how we all met. Through the horror movie club. Yeah, the horror movie Yeah, actually, because we noticed that we were going to a lot of the same movies at the Hollywood Theater. Yeah. And we saw the group with the sign. And we're like, oh. We should find out what that's all about. Basically, and the seats we usually always sat in were the ones across the aisle in the middle from where you guys I always yeah, sit. Yeah. And so we'd always just walk right past you and then sit <laughs> down on the other end of that aisle and then look over and like, we really need to check that thing out one of these days. <laughs> and then one I'm of those days we finally checked it out. And yeah. now we sit in that section with you guys. And that, that was a few years ago. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely glad you did. Yeah, I think we met you guys fairly soon after we moved here. Yeah, it didn't take too long. Yeah. I want to say we joined the group in, I think, sometime in 2018. Um, yeah, yeah, that would sound right. Yeah. Yeah. We'd only been doing this a short while, I think, as well. Right. Yeah, because I remember you talking about doing the podcast when we first met. Yeah, so I'm so, we've been talking about having you two on as guests for such a long time and this seemed like the perfect occasion and uh, <laughs> we actually went to a special presentation that a local group put on where they put a bunch of holiday content like retro holiday content together and they had a very edited down version of this which makes it a lot more palatable oh, oh, right. and so we we all went and saw this this um this fun live screening as like a Christmas celebration kind of thing yeah. just tonight. And we're recording after the fact, but I, I did want to say we needed to talk about the fact that longtime listeners of the show know that throughout the history of the show from like the very beginning. In fact, I think Chris was one of the people who started this, one of our original hosts um, was a drinking game as a joke, whenever a Star Wars reference would come up, because they just started to come up all the time in every episode that we recorded. And the joke was take a drink. And here's the thing, none of us were taking a drink when we would joke. And I think our our very first guest, 
um, right. Nathan told us that I can't keep up with you guys. And we had to explain to him that we weren't actually drinking, that we were just being facetious. Right. And, and so for this, this was something we wanted to do because one, it's nuts and it's really fun to talk about. But two, it was the ultimate Star Wars reference. The entire episode is a Star Wars reference. So if you've been playing jokingly or not jokingly the Hannah Davenport Star Wars t- drinking game at home, please switch to water. Please don't yeah. die. <laughs> I don't think they'd make it through this episode. <laughs> not at all. Because it's just every it's everything Star Wars and a lot of other weird kitchen sink things thrown in as well. But yeah, and also, you know, I think this is something that um, our friend and co-host Chris was a fan of as far as to make fun of. And it's something he used to put on his own personal Christmas special that he would he'd throw a party, have friends over and then have like oh, an audiovisual so presentation. Yeah. It was basically like having a Christmas special like back in the day with like, you know, a host and everything on TV, mm-hmm. but it was in his living room. And he do, awesome. but he'd also have stuff on the TV, so it was like multi-platform. Yeah, it was time, <laughs> and he'd converse with the TV. And he would do out, <laughs> he'd do outfit changes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh wow, crazy. yeah. But he but he actually did show this once, and he was like, "It's the edited down version of only the best parts of the Christmas special," and it was literally <laughs> just Boba Fett. In the shooting a monster and then it was over. <laughs> it, was like, it was like 30 seconds of footage. It wasn't even the whole cartoon. No. It was just part of the cartoon. That's hilarious. Yeah. He also one year um, did a it was he was a 3D special and he had like five seconds of 3D animation and he gave everybody glasses and it was just this really quick thing. <laughs> but it was like an hour long presentation, just like a few seconds had 3D in it. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't even it wasn't even 3D. I don't think. I don't know. It was because it was brief. it was a it joke was from a, joke. a previous Christmas special. Where he made a an claymation animation and like it took him forever to make, but it was like <laughs> yeah. half a second long, you know, because it's so hard to make claymation. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. back to the Christmas special <laughs> well, at hand. Right. This this is just something we really wanted to do, and it's kind of a nice way to remember our friend Chris, who would have been all over this. And I think I could be miscrediting him. You you might have also been in on the creation of the Star Wars drinking game, Drew, but. But Chris was at the forefront <laughs> of, uh, also, he was often the one to insert the Star Wars references and go <laughs> off on rants about what was wrong with the prequels, because don't we all love to do no, that? No, he actually, like the, the Star Wars references dropped off afterwards, because he, did, he but... I think he had planned like Star Wars references in his head before you would like start recording. He'd be like, I have to insert the Star Wars reference somehow. That's awesome. He snuck them in at the end a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he yelled Star Wars reference. So, <laughs> so yeah, this is this is something we've been wanting to do for a long time. And um and it was just it was really fun to watch with the group and yeah. have that whole communal experience of laughing at right. all the just yeah. crazy. One of, our, one of our members left because she kept falling asleep. Oh <laughs> she yeah, seen it before and she's sure. like, I know this is gonna be a chore to get to the through. Right. <laughs> that's not even it's not even like this the full length version because the first that's, that's actually another another spoiler for our listeners or not spoiler a warning for our listeners is um. 
we don't necessarily recommend watching this whole <laughs> uh, holiday special. Um, if you're like an extreme Star Wars nerd and you have to know, like definitely check it out. Um, don't feel guilty fast forwarding. Yeah. Just fast forward through a lot of it if you if you feel like it. I've watched it from beginning to end more than yeah. once. Like the whole thing. We've seen this edited version multiple times now. Yeah. Well, basically once a year except for last year. Yeah. And you know, we always enjoy that, but mm-hmm. we have some problems sometimes in our heads, maybe. I don't know. It's nice. Well, it's, <laughs> we it's, watch some horrible it's things. It's nicely edited the, it, to make it more palatable. The, the thing is, the uncut, full-length version of the Star Wars Holiday Special just has so much Wookiee talk. Right. Yes. And that's any- what... No, there's yeah. no subtitles or anything. <laughs> right, exactly. Same thing, but no. I think no one of the, the funniest parts about that, though, that, like, the worst part of it is just the constant Wookiee banter back and forth with no explanations, is that that was, like, basically George Lucas's only input into this, <laughs> from what I understand, of is, course. like, he was hands-off completely, but he was, like, it has to be about Wookiees. <laughs> Because he wanted right. to, like, make a movie that was just about Wookiees. Yeah. And then, like, this was his opportunity to get something, a ball rolling on that, so that somebody would pick up his Wookiee idea. Right. Oh, oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> just like, it needs to be about the Wookiees. Wookiee movie. Well, so, I don't know if I should go into a little a little bit of a description of what this is about in case people are li- listening to yeah. this and they have never seen the special because um, it's it's basically, the premise is, is that Han and Chewbacca are trying to get back to Chewbacca's home planet of Kashyyyk where his family's waiting for him because it's a special holiday known as Life Day and they're having trouble because of Imperial forces. And so we spend most of the time with the Wookiee family and they're all new characters that weren't in Star Wars A New Hope. And when this aired in 1978, the first movie was huge, but they, you know, you had to wait. It's not like now where it seems like they just turn out stuff like within mm-hmm. a year. It's like you had to wait a few years between movies. And so everybody's waiting for the Empire Strikes Back to come out. And I think... People were just hungry for any Star Wars. And the other thing that was going on at this time was the 70s, especially the late 70s, was an era that was huge for variety shows. And a lot of the variety shows, some of the more popular ones, were incorporating Star Wars skits into them. And so you get this weird special that's supposed to be for entertaining for quote unquote the whole family <laughs> and they're trying to reach <laughs> children and also make it entertaining for adults and have all this Star Wars stuff in it but then they have a lot of um, TV and movie actors that kids wouldn't necessarily know who the hell they are and then they have <laughs> variety show format incorporated but instead of being presented as we're doing a variety show they insert the variety show format into a Star Wars-ish plot. And it comes out really nuts. And it's also got, like, weird touches of, like, late 60s, early 70s psychedelia, because there was still that kind of... It makes... A lot of people love to bag on this, and it's not good. But I will say from the get-go that, like, 
I really actually have a soft spot for this because it's so weird and it's such a yeah, product of its absolutely. time. And you never see something like this made no. today. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you could never really recreate it nowadays. <laughs> it would just seem really forced. Well, and people aren't accustomed to the variety show format. Mm-hmm. So I think when we look at it now, especially I think the first time I saw this, I think I was probably in my very early 30s and I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it. Definitely didn't see this as a kid because, you know, none of us were alive when this originally aired. Yeah. We didn't know anybody who had like a bootleg VHS right. of it. Yeah. So, Getting bootleg VHSs of things in Southern Oregon is not like, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to go. But yeah. I, mean, I saw at least one of those Ewok movies, the standalone ones that came out in the early 80s. And there was, I, I can understand as a child who loves Star Wars why kids would be excited about this when this first came out and why they yeah. were hungry for Star Wars. And I understand why an older audience would be like, oh, well, I watched the Donnie and Marie show and they did a Star Wars sketch. So this kind of makes sense to me that you're having mm-hmm. random song and dance numbers and stuff. It's just it's just so bizarre. It would be it would be a completely different situation if it was played more as a comedy thing and they just yeah. had random actors playing the characters, but since they have the actual actors playing the characters. Right. Or even if it was the actual actors playing the characters but they were doing it as funny skits. Yeah, but it was yeah. like it was like supposed to be actual Star Wars. Yeah, it was very <laughs> serious. But on a, a fraction of the budget and they have so for this I can I can run down the cast that they have as far as like of the original cast members from Star Wars: A New Hope. You pretty much have everybody that's a main character except for the original performer for R two D two. They have someone yeah. else, so there's no credit <laughs> they there. They say R two D two as R two. Right. Well, the the guy I can't think of his name right now. He past a few years ago um yeah like just anyways he's a little person that was actually inside r2d2 yeah 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 yeah. wasn't involved at all they were using just the radio controlled r2d2 yeah yeah i kind of think they did they were cutting corners and they didn't pay another performer yeah they're like why do we need to pay this guy if we have a a remote control so you have you have Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher in this, and then you have Anthony Daniels doing C-3PO and Peter Mayhew doing Chewbacca. So you have, like, original people. And then, weirdly, you have um, you have Harvey Corman and Art Carney and, and B. B. Arthur. Arthur in this. I love B. Arthur. And I love I love B. Arthur in this. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's like a really weird clashing of worlds to have Harvey Car- Corman and Art Carney and B. Arthur. Well, it's kind of like you're this. watching two shows at the same time. It's like you're watching a Star Wars episode of some sort, but you're also watching a comedy special, and it's like you're flipping between channels. Is mm-hmm. what it kind of feels like to me. On Disney Plus right now, you can actually see the animated yeah, short yeah. that's within the larger special. The which good is, part. It's called the the <laughs> Faithful Wookiee. So you can find that on on Disney Plus if you want to watch a short that introduces Boba Fett for the first yeah. time. Right. That was all and, the backstory we had until the new show is on Disney Plus now. There's not a Boba Fett show. 
What? There's new Boba Fett show on Disney Plus now. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I was oh. just saying that was our only only backstory to Boba Fett. Before oh, before, yeah, I guess that is a back. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. Some yeah. some lore I didn't know. You know, it's like I missed the whole introduction to Boba Fett. Yeah. Completely changes his character. <laughs> Apparently, Han Solo is very trusting very quickly. Yeah, no kidding. He's just like he's my up. friend. He's like yeah, best he's friends now. I'm best friends with this stranger. <laughs> Well, it's funny because... That's why I have to take advice from Chewie. He can smell them. It's yeah, funny because <laughs> in this, in the, when watching the cartoon sequence this time, all I was thinking of is how later in the actual Star Wars in the first trilogy, there's a moment where Han says, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? And he's like trying to shoot around. I think it's in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but yeah. It's just, it's just funny because like he becomes this nemesis who's who's barely in those movies. Yeah. But people latched onto him. And when I was a little girl, I wasn't really keyed into why people were into Boba Fett. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember what he looks like, basically. <laughs> but I wasn't yeah. I wasn't obsessed and, and I just met so many people that were obsessed with Boba oh, Fett. Oh yeah, Boba Fett was a huge deal. Even when like yeah, even like like when we were growing up, you know, um, when I'd seen these movies, well, I mean, obviously, we were not the right age when these came out in theaters. Yeah. But um, watching it, I, I think they got renewed interest, too, because, like, they had the the special releases of the Star Wars movies come out around right. that time, where they added all the CGI. <laughs> oh. Or they messed with a, with a really good thing that didn't need messed with. Yeah, uh. it was so bizarre to watch. But uh, I think there was a lot of renewed interest, and there were lots of video games still being made. I know yeah. uh, Shadow of the Empire was a great Star Wars game. That kind of renewed a lot of interest. But, man, yeah, people are just nuts for Boba Fett. And it's yeah. like his character in the movies kind of totally sucks. But, I mean, the new TV show looks like it's pretty cool. So maybe they kind of redeem his cool factor. But, yeah, people were nuts for Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Well, Drew, Drew explained to me that it's because he has a jetpack. Uh, you're oh, right. It's more it's than just that. <laughs> it's the jetpack. I, I mean, it's... he's the most fearsome bounty hunter. He just happens to be that the two, you know, movies that he's in, you kind of see him at his, like, lamest moments. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> As a kid, I was much more interested in, like, the backstory of Lando Calrissian. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, Where'd, what's his deal? He knew Han Solo. Like, what's going on here? How'd he get in charge of the Cloud City? All that kind of stuff. See, growing yeah. up, growing up, it, I had seen the first Star Wars movie and the third Star Wars movie. So, A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. Years before I saw The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I didn't see The Empire Strikes like, we, My parents had it like, recorded on VHS off a of TV. Yeah. And right. so I used to watch them all the time. And they had Empire Strikes Back. But after it gets to a certain point... It cuts because someone taped over the end of it. Oh no! So like, I never so actually never got to. It. I never actually got to see the scene where he says, "No, I am your father." Until years later, but I knew it just because everyone was making that joke. Because I mean, what did right. '90s sure. kids do but quote movies? Yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot of the, Luke, I'm your father, even though that's not the line. But uh, right. I just. So I always knew what the twist was, but I'd never actually seen that part of the movie <laughs> until quite a few years later. 
That's the order I saw those movies in also. I, I saw Star Wars A New Hope when I was about five at a neighbor's house on VHS. And I had vague memories of it. I remember liking it. And then I was about eight years old and I saw Return of the Jedi and I fell in love with it. I yeah, Return of the Jedi so was my favorite. And I have to say, I know it's a less popular opinion, but that is my favorite. Star Same here. Absolutely. And I like it in its original format with the Yub Jub song, you know, like all the goodness <laughs> unmessed with. That's what I want. And we, we have... We have copies that have the, um, the, the Laserdisc rip on them, which is basically the highest quality you can get of the original format with without the special edition, the despecialized, right. I guess, version. <laughs> the despecialized. Because um, we have the, the DVDs that that we have have both versions on each mm-hmm. DVD, so you can watch right. either one. I've actually never seen all of the changes. I've seen enough of them that I was like, nope. This is not for me. Right. Yeah. Usually you don't need to see the rest, basically. Well, it's just, I mean, I understand looking at something and feeling like, as you know, as an artist, like something never feeling complete or creating something and feeling like something's missing. Right. But when you... But you you wouldn't sell a piece to somebody, then go to their house and then (laughs) repaint on top of it. Like, oh, I meant to add this. Let me touch up your painting. Also, here's the thing. (laughs) I, you know, I have that hesitation with stuff that's just mine. I do have a couple pieces that are unfinished that I've set aside that at some point I will go in and finish more. That's kind of something that happens with me creatively. But Star Wars wasn't made by one person. It was made by hundreds of people. So he just went and, like, basically pissed all over a bunch of other people's work especially yeah all of that hard work artists. and puppetry and our, yeah and as somebody who loves practical effects and loves puppetry yes. and wanted to work for industrial light and magic as a little girl like that makes me so angry it's just such a it's a dick move you know mm-hmm. i'm not gonna go get on a soapbox but it's just well, i'm not gonna make this whole episode too, of it's uh, like, why stuff. do it back then like cgi was just barely getting anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, i mean like why do you think we gotta do it right now like why not wait until like at least your cgi is a little bit better and it's yeah, not, not gonna I get mean, dated in like five years yeah the, it's well, just it's the it's same as the prequel too. movies. The prequel movies suffer from that, oh, too. Oh, real bad. Because oh, yeah. the CGI is really dated. That's what happens when you make an all-CGI movie and put <laughs> real people in it. It's, it's, it's so much that, like, I, I talked about this before. I, I can't remember if it was on this show or on another show, but um, I've, I've talked about the fact that when you, when you have computer animation they're getting better and better with it and i'm actually hoping that it never gets so perfect that i can't tell oh i'm but, really worried about that day. right but i think that the human eye for the most part can sense something that exists within the actual laws of physics and something that doesn't and especially back then when you had a character oh, yeah. like jar jar binks who just looks super rubbery oh, oh. and weird and fluid in a way that just doesn't work for how gumby. like Structure, you know, skeletal <laughs> structure and musculature, and I don't care if you're an alien. If you're on a planet with gravity next to a bunch of humans, you probably have similar, you know, a similar structure, like the, you know, the previous alien races in Star Wars. It's, it's just, right. yeah, yeah. And there's so many talented people doing makeup and effects, and I think, I think that computer animation can be nice 
to clean up stuff that you couldn't make work 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's, it's a great augmentation tool, but when it's your yes. only not tool, yeah. yeah, and everything, I mean, I, I don't want to, like, complain about Marvel movies, too, but everything these days just seems like computer animated fight sequences and yeah. I get oh, yeah. so bored and so many people just love it and that's cool like if that works for you but I I just think gosh this is, isn't interesting this isn't on the level of like Indiana Jones running from a boulder yeah. or mm-hmm. like we just watched um we just watched Die Hard over the weekend it was the first time I ever saw oh, it that's such a good you know real suspense because they had to do real stunts and it's mm-hmm. you know you cringe when he's walking on glass and there's just all these things that happen and and now they use CGI blood and fire and I, oh, I really it's safer with, but <laughs> with the Marvel movies I really like the Marvel movies but the but fight the fights, the fights <laughs> are usually terrible. the weakest yeah. part <laughs> right They're just so overly edited and since it's all fake bullshit anyways why why do you need to have eight thousand cuts per action scene? And it's because nobody knows their choreography. So they're just doing like one punch at a time. Right. The cuts are so bad. And like, to tie it back to this, I mean, this was done on a very low television production budget. And there are aspects of it that really don't work. We'll get Wookiee costumes. But I will (laughs) happily watch this over the prequels. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were joking about that too yeah. at the beginning, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. I probably watch this again over those. I was just we watch of, this once a year. Do you, you know? think do. I do you haven't think watched George... the prequels since the movie theater? Yeah, I saw them. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I think that I might own episode one. Like, I feel like I may have purchased it that year or something. Yeah. Because I was, like, still hopeful that, like, the other movies would just get better or something. (laughs) And then, like, I would have all the movies. And then they just just all flow together. Mm -hmm. And then after the scene, the second one, I was, like, I didn't, like, the first one I waited in line for. I was one of those people. I was was the Star Wars fan that waited in line, like, not for days, but, you know, waited in line. And for the first one and the second one. And then by the third one, I don't even know if I saw it, like, first run. I might have saw it at, like, the cheap theater later. Because we used to have the dollar theater in town. Mm-hmm. I would play mm-hmm. the stuff that was, like, just got out of the original first run. I saw the first one a couple times, and I remember trying to reconcile with the fact the second time I saw it that, no, it was as bad as I thought it was the first time and it wasn't just my imagination because I wanted it to be good. I really oh, did. Yeah. And it's like, uh, like, what is this? But yeah, I, I don't know this. I actually kind of get a kick out of old school seventies variety shows. Um, yeah, there are lots of fun. I don't know if you two are fans of Sid and Marty Croft. If you ever watched like HR Puffin stuff or any of no, no, I know, I, I know of it. I really like to watch some of it someday. So yeah. they have their own YouTube channel. Oh wow! They're they're still kicking. They're like in their nineties, and I'm not sure if Sid does as many videos, but Marty has Marty Croft Mondays where he just does like a short video segment where he reminisces about a project that they worked on and they were so prolific, but they used to put together all these 
variety shows back in the day. That's uh, I awesome. Feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like some of what goes on in this is probably like loosely inspired by they're like, oh well, you know, you got the Brady Bunch hour and you got yeah, like all these other things and um and we'll have some puppets and we'll have some circus act and some of this and that and and it's I, I mean I really like the Sid and Marty Croft like bright garish color slightly psychedelic world that they yeah embody and and so if you're ever wanting to like take a trip down not even our memory lanes because before any of us were born but if you want to hear marty croft talk about things he worked on for like 15 minutes check out uh sid and marty croft's official channel on youtube and check out marty croft mondays yeah that sounds awesome this you know 90 year old creative person reminisce you know about things that they did it's like i could listen to roger corman talk all day about all this mm-hmm. oh yeah do you think george lucas requested the scene where grandpa like gets, <laughs> oh, yes, gets off to the virtual about. reality machine <laughs> all right Let's talk so about okay that. Well, we're jumping ahead i think why was there something you felt like needed to be brought up first <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of when that happened. I guess it's it does happen pretty early. early. I mean, there's so. the cooking segment. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Well, it happens pretty segment. early in the version we just watched, which is edited down. Because right. edited out of that is a whole Cirque du Soleil <laughs> act. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a whole conversation with Luke mm-hmm. while he's yes, working I on something that, that keeps, like, catching on fire in the background for comedic <laughs> value but it's just like a long boring scene of them like having a conversation yeah. <laughs> about who chewbacca is definitely it's like we're gonna catch you up on the movie you, you didn't watch a movie so and luke looks so weird because the makeup's really bad uh, but he's i know why so much eyeshadow <laughs> well and not yeah. just yeah, it's a lot like... of foundation yeah, he looks was like it's just... before or after his it's car after, wreck. It was, it was after. Before. That's why all the makeup I think. No, it was before the car wreck. Oh, it was before. Never yeah. mind. I thought it was because it was after, and maybe they were trying to cover Covered up. up yeah. I think maybe no, he was just really like bad then. <laughs> really hung over, or I think a lot of the people that were it working on just, this were it, on it drugs. Might have just been yeah, they little... always talk about they were always on drugs. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the the going joke with a special, for sure. Especially when you talk about Carrie Fisher and her performance. Yeah, yeah. But I think, also, you might, I, I suspect it could have something to do with that you have, like, a, a TV variety show kind of yeah. going on. And you could have somebody making up Luke like he's going to go on the Donnie and Marie show. Yeah, where yeah, on a big yeah and I stage. get that, absolutely. And, and they should have like, played it funny. It would have been great. Well, it's like they made him up for theater, which you always yeah, go yeah. bigger and more exaggerated. And yeah. he was well, that TV. also makes sense because the director, there was like two directors of this because one like quit because yeah. he couldn't take it. Um, but like they were, the a lot of the people that were doing this that were actually the people making it, not Lucas Films, because Lucas has nothing to do with it, other than it has to be about Wookiees. <laughs> um, apparently, they gave him a Wookiee Bible. Like, <laughs> a whole I'd thing love ex- to see that. Yeah, I'd love to see the Wookiee Bible. It like explains who the Wookiee are and like their temperaments and like That's awesome. how they act around each other and stuff. But anyways, <laughs> uh, getting back to... Um, it was created, all the the production people were all variety show, like, um, 
experts. Like they're all people that had made made multiple variety shows at this time. And so I think probably all the makeup artists were variety show makeup artists. (laughs) And so they're like, oh yeah, you got to put eyeshadow on because it works for all the the scenes you're going to be doing. Because they were probably imagining Mark Hamill was going to go out and start doing song and dance numbers (laughs) because they didn't know what was going on. Your typical variety show, they would have had one big stage with thinking like Lawrence Welk where you have like big elaborate prop pieces and then everybody comes out and does a song and dance. But the cameras are all trained at different angles of the stage. You're not cutting to completely different scenes that a studio audience wouldn't be seeing. You know, you've got because in this you you're mostly in um, Chewie's family home, which is a really cool set actually. Like I think it's a, a fun house. Oh, yeah, house really 70s cool. cabin chic. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And we go to the Star Wars Cantina for B. Arthur's song, and yeah. then. You have, like, a couple musical numbers where the musicians are kind of floating in some kind of weird space because you have Jefferson's (laughs) Starship performing inside of, like, a little electronic box, but they're kind of just like like a holographic projection on a little stage. And then what we're about to talk about, Diane Carroll is performing a song in some, in basically, like, it's implied to be somewhat pornographic. And well, there's <laughs> Art Carney. Yeah. Plays a traitor who is the only person for a long time that speaks English in this. <laughs> and so he brings over more devices for the Wookiees to watch media on. It's because their it's, life day Yeah, life day gifts. It's apparently Wookiees <laughs> just love to consume media. Because they have um, a holograph deck thing that projects. They have multiple TVs. They're ahead of their time. They have, yeah, they really are. Yeah, really. Honestly, <laughs> half of the half of the special is just showing off all their futuristic. Uh, right. It's like, yeah. Check out the cool shit we got for Life Day, guys. They were a little screen and they just, addicted. Well, they were killing time because they were worried about Chewy. Sure. And they needed to. <laughs> disassociate from life for a while you know <laughs> it happens you gotta scroll i think that's what everybody is doing all the time now <laughs> right yeah and so one of the things is art carney's character i can't think of his name right now oh, but he yeah. like he gives itchy who is either chewy's dad or chewy's stepdad they never quite explain that yeah. wait wouldn't he be father-in-law, or father-in-law sorry yeah, yeah no, he could okay, be chewy's yeah. stepdad too. Yeah. who knows they never quite explain how they're related, related. Um, He's but the creepy old Wookiee that lives Art there. Carney, like, <laughs> gives everyone gifts, and then he goes to Itchy, and he's like, I got something special for you. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's like, I know exactly what you need. Yeah. And, like, Itchy has, he's all but, like, rubbing his hands together in delight, like he knows what's coming, as if Art Carney's yeah, character is. always delivers him the good stuff. <laughs> and, like, he he inserts this disc into this... It's a hairdresser, hair-drying yeah. machine yeah. from a salon. He inserts the thing, puts the helmet over Itchy, and he's like, he's like I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but wow! <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's... it's um. It's Diane Carroll. Yeah. Yeah. Diane yeah. Carroll singing a song, but it's singing a song to Itchy specifically, 
and it's a like a weird mind probe device that you create what you want to see. So it's your thoughts of your deepest desires <laughs> projected into your mind. So it's like, it's a lucid dream machine, basically. Yeah. I mean, we will say, like, I love her. I love her song. I love her whole outfit. It's just marred by cutting back to scenes of Itchy getting her <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's just like it's super it's like, creepy. Why is this? If human... that wasn't the context, it would be so much better. Right. right. There's like a flying, sexy human lady serenading someone, but this someone is an old Wookiee man. Well, it's kind of like when you have you have those like people try to tell tell creepy legends about Bigfoot, like, trying to take, like, a forest bride or something. This is, like, the futuristic technical version of that, where it's, like, you have this, like, Bigfoot-like creature, and he's leering at this poor woman, <laughs> and she probably wants nothing to do with it, but because she's a computer program, like, sex slave, she has to act like she's there for him. It's, it's very disturbing. Wow. Yeah. I got the, the feeling it wasn't computer programmed. This. It was like, because it was his desires is what she kept saying. Sure. Yeah. It's some kind of like simulation that he's yeah. interacting with. But it's it's just very weird. And you just keep seeing him like, you can't see his <laughs> eyes because he's covered in this little dryer helmet thing. And then he's like, his mouth is just uh, going. He's just like, like <laughs> literally <laughs> drooling and smacking. <laughs> His gummy lips, his <laughs> no teeth, gummy mouth, is just a creepy, dirty old man leering. Well, and so uh, basically, what I likened it to was, um, it would have made a really good Bond movie intro. Oh, her song. Because <laughs> yes, like it's yes. all, it's like a dreamy, like lullaby song, and it's like all <laughs> like backlit shots that like are superimposed, yep. yeah. and there's like different women floating through the air and stuff. Like, it'd make a great right. beginning to a low-budget Bond movie. It looks Even like she's... It's, it's, like, a good song and video or whatever. It just... Nothing happens in that video. She's no. just so static. Probably because her dress is so freaking long. <laughs> she probably moves and it all falls off. But, uh... Which is what Itchy was waiting for. Yeah, yeah, right. That's, that, that was the big. That was the big money shot. No. Oh, that's when they cut away. <laughs> but uh, it was just such a static thing, and it just seemed to drag on and on. Yeah. Like, like everything in this movie just seems to drag on. When <laughs> she had the same problem that the Jefferson Starship yeah. song. Yeah. It was that like was there was a line in the song that just kept getting repeated. Yeah. And over. <laughs> Oh, and over. that's not even, there's a part before she starts singing, before Diane Carroll starts singing, where Itchy's making her say the same thing over and over again. Yes, yes. Oh, right. And I think you're adorable, and he keeps, like, hitting yes. them. Yes. Like, and it's like, it's like all those kids who watched a movie that had a dirty part, like, think of, like, all the people who wore out the Phoebe Cates swimsuit scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and this is what right. she's doing with stretched those. out the VHS. Yeah, and it was just—it was just uh, so much porn insinuation in this family special. It's just, it's just right out there in the living room too. It's not yes. like he goes in his room to do it. 
It's just grandpa's watching porn in his easy chair. <laughs> yep, yep. Just That's another right. life day. <laughs> oh, life day. Yeah. What even? <laughs> it's space. Family comes over and it's It's ruined every time. And you know, grandpa's over there watching porn in his chair. <laughs> I do really like their, like, mid-century treehouse that they live in. Yeah. Yes, it's so cool. I it has, like, a fun open floor plan, and Lumpy has... The Lumpy the sun. Yeah, a little Lumpy. We didn't go over the names, so So, we have Grandpa, who's itchy, and Mala is Chewbacca's wife, and then he has a little boy named Lumpy. And I honestly... <laughs> Of the three Wookiee family members, I find Lumpy the most believable in his behavior, and he's mm-hmm. also the smartest of the three of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I felt, kind of felt like Itchy and Mala seemed really dumb in comparison to Chewbacca, and, and as a kid, not ever seeing this or knowing that this even existed... The idea that Chewie had a family other than yeah. his parents was, like, really weird to me to see this yeah. one film. Like, I always imagined him as just this rogue, like Han Solo, their buddies, mm-hmm. and constantly on the road. He doesn't have a family, because why would he? Like He's gone so much. It, like, right. when does he see them? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and, and, like, before A New Hope, they're just spice traders. They're, like... They're in the yeah. syndicate. They're criminals. <laughs> well, you know? like, and I feel like if Chewie had a girlfriend, his girlfriend would also be some kind of like vagabond smuggler, like weapons expert or something. Like I just I can't. Yeah. Picture, she wouldn't like, be a stay-at-home mom making wookiees. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you as you <laughs> hear people who talk about this who know some background information, a lot of people say that the people who wrote this and there's like five writers credited <laughs> to this special didn't ever see Star Wars oh, until God. after, so they weren't really well-versed in... Oh, wow. And so they tried to, like, <laughs> like a sitcom family, on, I think, onto Chewbacca <laughs> and, and like, make a family thing. Because it's just, it's just so weird. And they also... <laughs> yeah, they just... They don't seem as smart as he is, other than, like, I feel like... I feel like Lumpy actually does things that maybe, like a Wookiee that age would do. And he's the one who like tries to come up with a way to get rid of stormtroopers who come yeah. to the house and kind of behaves believably like a child would, but right. it's, he doesn't yeah. want to do the dishes. He had the most character development, I think, but, yeah. but Mala, as far as Wookiees that aren't Chewbacca. Right. <laughs> In this special. Yeah. But yeah. And then their costumes, I realized they were on a budget but once you actually finally get Chewbacca reunited with them, spoilers, he comes home. Um, <laughs> he looks so like good and realistic, and next to them, they like they all look terrible. Like they don't look great on their own. But when no. you have them all oh, yeah. in the frame, you can just see this huge margin of craftsmanship yeah. in the costuming, and they also. They look like really bad Bigfoot costumes. Yeah, and they kind of look, um, 
it's almost like if you were looking at different stages of evolution of man, like they look like like they're from a previous evolution of Wookiee and that Chewbacca is more advanced. Oh, like, I'm sorry, but like their faces are weird. Oh, and yeah. It's totally, weird, especially totally. grandpas. They make his yeah. face so cartoonish. He has like weird warped face to make him look silly. Mm-hmm. And it's really strange. Well, yeah. it's like to make him like look well, all he's kind of adorable though. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like slightly annoying, but I also of the of the three of them, I like him the most. I think he's the most interesting. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so after grandpa has his porn <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Which that's, everyone's just fine with. That's yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, totally fine. <laughs> just well, out of the living room. Well, they don't know what's going on. It's just between um, God, what is his name? The traitor. Okay, so I looked. It, I looked it up because I didn't remember it from watching it, and I have no idea if I'm saying this correctly. So apologies if you're a hardcore fan. Um, Sandan is what it. Sandan. 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 Anyways. Yeah, I don't even remember them. Art saying Carney. Things. Art Carney. I apolo- I, apolo- I feel Donna. bad for anybody who's a longtime fan of this. <laughs> you know, there are people who get into the into the nitty gritty of details with the Star Star Wars universe that it's just it's a whole nother level. So you never know. Somebody. Oh be yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know exactly. I mean, even as a Star Wars character. fan, like the part in the the part that comes later with B. Arthur. All the different aliens in that scene were really cool to see. Right. Well, because they bring back all the costumes. Yeah. And and honestly, because mm-hmm. it's had enough of a cult following over the years, newer programming in the Star Wars universe, like things like The Mandalorian, have little nods to this, making oh, it yeah. canon. Like they have a Life Day reference. I haven't watched them, uh. <laughs> but I've been reading about different places where the things that came originally from this special have actually been cropping up. And apparently B. Arthur's character comes up in a Star Wars novel with a whole backstory. Really? Oh, that's interesting. So people have taken every little aspect of this I'm universe. I'm sure and, those have all been Easter egg fun jokes, you sure, know? But, but like, So I'm saying somebody out there knows how to pronounce the merch. Right. Yeah. It, it, it <laughs> makes it canon, though. And they probably want to throw something at us right now. Sure. <laughs> we apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you? Are you? You know... You Anyways... Know. Mr. Mr. Trader Man and Itchy are the only ones that know Itchy's watching porn. Because, like, it's like a wink and a nudge. And so at least it's not like he's really openly watching porn. I guess you can't see with all the fur. You can't see his boner. That's not not something I ever wanted to think about. (laughs) Why did did I want to think about... What a look! What Wookiee's you're genitals look like, and now Thanks. that's in my head. <laughs> oh. And they went off for the next half hour. Oh, man. <laughs> well, and so we get the we get the whole like invasion of the occupying imperial forces. They come and they bust their way into the house, and they. Right. Wrap everybody up slightly and harass them and ask them for papers and basically act like space Nazis. And um, while they're there, Lumpy's freaking out. And so they give him 
a video to watch. He's got like a little game system or something, and that's where he watches. Well, they the, they the tell cartoon. him to like go use his game system, but Lumpy, yeah. because he's the most advanced of the Wookies in this house, <laughs> being a child, um, is able to like hack his video game system. <laughs> yeah. and watch a cartoon news program something I guess for the rebels <laughs> it's like about, propaganda film maybe about his I dad guess. he's starring his dad right it's starring his dad <laughs> and and he's, able, he's able to like, cover people it he up knows yeah are in this cartoon but it's definitely a cartoon and they're not a cartoon <laughs> and it's not something that's currently happening so it's not like he's viewing some yeah. feed of life, you know. It's definitely he's watching a cartoon about his dad. I feel like yep. if you were, as a kid, watched a cartoon about your dad and his friends at a gun show or something. It's like a <laughs> day a in the life really of dad. really boring cartoon. <laughs> It'd look a little bit like King of the Hill, I think. Yeah, it would. It'd be like... <laughs> If you took the intro of King of the Hill, but instead of having it sped up where you see everyone going around really fast, it was slow motion. (laughs) Hi, Blaine, if you're listening. Hours and hours of dudes just talking about the good old days and Mm -hmm. comparing notes on what they might own or what they want to own. Definitely. But yeah, so so, and the, the interesting thing about this animated sequence other than the fact that it introduces the notorious Boba Fett to everybody, is it's in this really interesting style. It looks a lot like um, illustrations by the artist Mobius, who did a lot of graphic novel work and also storyboarding for movies. Like, he did work for The Fifth Element. Um, Mm -hmm. He did the graphic novel The Ink Call and the subsequent books that followed after that and blanking on the names of what those are but it was they didn't they actually tried to sue him for fifth element for looking too much like himself like well <laughs> there, were, there were some scenes in the ink call that like actually were very similar to right. some shots in yeah. in that so his storyboard borrowed a little bit um i don't remember what the outcome of that that lawsuit was that's but. so frustrating could you imagine <laughs> it's, it's like work. it's like i did i did my creative work and now I can't ever do anything that looks like that again. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't technically own it anymore. Somebody else. Yeah. It's uh, like, who was it? Was it Neil Young that got sued for making a song that sounded too much like Neil Young or something? There's yeah, somebody. I think I remember something. I don't remember like who yeah, it was. I, I feel remember. like it's Neil Young, though. So, yeah, I guess, I guess, um, Another note on the production was they wanted it to look like Mobius's style, but they didn't hire Mobius. So <laughs> they, this uh, Canadian animation studio, the makers of uh, the feature animated movie called Rock and Rule, which is something Ooh. I listen to check out. Um, they're called Nelvana. They are out of Toronto, and they did the animation for that. And and it's fun. It's it's interesting, right. fun to look at. Their drawing of how Han Solo looks is a little bit amusing. <laughs> yeah. They Han gave Solo him looks very <laughs> like somebody exaggerated. pinched his face in. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me of um, 
who's the cartoonist that does the murals with all the celebrities and the deduced in New Yorker cartoons? Are you talking like Al Hirsch? Yeah, Al Hirsch. Like it kind of reminds me, not in that same exact style, but the level right. of exaggeration. Right. The char- is, it's a caricature. a caricature. But everybody else looks kind of normal, like normal okay. cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like another way, another way I could see him looking, uh, explaining his face is it's kind of like. Isn't there a part in Evil Dead where he has his mouth stretched out really uh, long? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When Bruce Campbell... And, and it, yeah, in Army of Darkness. more of a chin than he even has in real life. Yeah, like, yeah. he like, weirdly pushes his face, face together and pulls it out, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what they did with Han Solo. Yeah. It was weird. He had, Why the long face, Han Solo? <laughs> why right. the long Beyond face? Beyond Jay Leno chin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. The cartoon. Yeah, everybody else looked pretty normal for the most yeah. part. I mean, they didn't look like their characters really, but they looked closer than he yeah. did. <laughs> but, well, it was like kind of, you know, like how people will do anime versions of actual movie stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and like it's in an anime form. So they got the big eyes and like the tiny nose and mm-hmm. all yeah. that stuff. So it's kind of like that where it's it's just the anime version. Well, and it's, yeah. it's got Absolutely. similar to if people have ever watched heavy metal. Like, yeah, it really and, reminded me of that style from the oh, heavy yeah, metal movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was thinking that. I thought I that right that, away. Yeah. I was like, this animation style would fit in perfectly to heavy metal. Yeah, yeah Mobius did a lot of heavy metal stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah, sense. he definitely did for the magazine. Right. Did he do any of the animation? I'm not sure if he did animation for that or if they were just because of his style. They yeah. were copying that style. But this animation department, I just want to say, they're not like 100% ripping off Mobius because they kind of have that style as well before. in the air because, in the 70s. Yeah, it was just kind of the way people were drawing cartoons. It's yeah, like, it's a very oh, yeah. from that era style. Right. If you look at like cartoons from back in the day when Mickey Mouse was first invented, other yeah. cartoons that weren't by Walt Disney. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. kind of that way <laughs> with like very bendy arms and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, weird totally. to see yeah, like some of those like the Max Fleischer cartoons. and Right. And um. But they actually did um, another Christmas cartoon that we watched before this. Yes. That was like the the opening cartoon before the <laughs> Star Wars holiday special, which had a lot of kind of the same style. Like yeah. not necessarily right in the direct characters of it, but like the stretchiness of their bodies and stuff yeah very Mm -hmm. fluid motion yeah where they were like slightly old school cartoony but like very realistic Mm -hmm. like proportions and everything but they still stretched around corners kind of reminds me also of ralph because of ralph bakshi's work yeah yeah definitely i really I have an affinity for this era of animation. Oh, I do too. It's got a, it's got a really unique style to it, and it's it's got it's a little bit rough in some places, but it's also got this stretched fluidity to it that reminds you of kind of the psychedelic era. But it's not mm-hmm. like blatantly psychedelic. It's you can just because the seventies, it's like they were cooling, coming down from the mass amounts of drugs I think they were all doing. So, <laughs> but I think it lent to some really interesting art and animation style. And like in the seventies, you just have this kind of flowy nature to things. Like there was a character in the cartoon that we watched before this, that had these like 
bell bottoms with stars going up them. And I was just thinking about, it kind of reminded me of the poster I'd seen for rock and roll, which is, you know, obviously, yeah. the same mm-hmm. people, but it also reminded me of some of the storybooks I remember looking at as a kid in the early eighties that were from this era. You'd see these like mm-hmm. illustrated right. children's books and the characters kind of would look like this. People well, would have uh, mushroom hair and like, yeah, like wide pants. Right after, um, Crumb was doing like oh yeah the giant bell bottoms keep on trucking type of yeah, stuff yeah definitely and, you know Fritz the cat and yeah. all that like yeah. the yeah. the hip cartoonists were like yeah. stretching the boundaries of what you're allowed to do right when like one of one of the artists I really like who he didn't do animation but he did some comic book stuff but he was mostly known for rock and roll posters Rick Griffin did stuff in the style too he did a lot of the famous. Grateful Dead and Jimmy Hendrix mm-hmm. posters back in the day. And then in the 70s, he started really getting into doing illustration. And it was also in this kind of drippy, weird style that's organic, but also strange at the same time. Yeah. 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 And then I don't know if we're jumping around. It's hard for me to keep track of the timeline of this <laughs> yeah. so, I think it's all right. story. I but... think we're still good. I think we were in the right yeah, order. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. So and I don't get remember... on the computer after the Imperials get there to watch his yeah, cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they're trashing his bedroom and being complete yeah, jerks they're, they're while literally, he's watching the yeah. literally destroying everything in his bedroom while he's watching. Yeah. Oh, by the way, real fast, I had I was thinking about it and I have a theory why the young one's the most advanced technologically. Okay. So my theory is that when Chewbacca was little, they didn't have that much technology. And then they finally, like, were visited by the Empire or whoever was in charge at the time, and then they, like, joined into it. And then uh, they brought technology to the planet, so the younger sure. one would have grasped it quicker than the rest of them. Yeah, that would like, make sense. Kids know how to totally. program an iPhone. Yeah. But I think I'm not sure, but I think in one of those prequel movies, are there are there Wookies in the Council? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so oh. yeah, that throws that theory out the window <laughs> a little. Uh-huh. So yeah. what's that? So so watched a cartoon either before that or after that. Princess Leia um, has a conversation. Cause she oh, yeah. she gets on a video she call gets on a video Mala. call. There's multiple video calls. We only see yeah, that's before because like yeah, the stormtroopers right. haven't. We come only out. see when when our edited version I think only had one video call. It admitted it admitted the Luke, <laughs> the Luke, the Luke work, video on the call TIE where he's like yeah. heavily made up. They took out of this version yeah. that we watched today, but, but it, it exists. So people, we already talked the about that. People who are listening who go to watch us on their own are gonna see like the yeah, full version. you're gonna see the full version in all its glory. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, you could if you were if you were curious, but you didn't want to necessarily commit to the entire length of the special. You could. Just fast forward through the parts where it's just Wookiees and look right. at, or, you know, the parts of the video where your favorite actors are or right. where someone's doing a musical. And you number. won't miss much. And you'll actually no. kind of get what's going on. Right. So Leia calls them to look for Han Solo because she has to talk to him about something. I don't know. Maybe he left something at her apartment last night. <laughs> um, but like, it's, it's, 3PO, like, sets up the call, right? 
I think mm-hmm. it's and like Leia's doing her taxes it in looks the background. So, it looks yeah. like she's punching numbers on <laughs> like a giant adding six. machine. Like it's so weird. <laughs> it's just like an old seventies adding machine, and she keeps looking at a paper and then typing on it. Yeah. And it's like she's doing her taxes. It's totally what it looks like. <laughs> and then she proceeds to try to put lines out. But I think she did too many lines before trying to say her lines because, like, she keeps having to pause and then she's like seated, seated in the beginning and then kind of like staggers up to the camera yeah. and then leans on things. That's the thing I noticed most is that she's when she stands upright, she seems a little teetery. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that maybe there was a little substance use there. I, I adore Carrie Fisher, so I'm I'm yeah. not going to get And I think she's, ta- I, I swear she's talked about that. Like, oh, a, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure she's admitted yeah. that yeah. she was on heavily on drugs well, or, I mean, and alcohol or whatever during this. Yeah, yeah. Admitting to an obligation because you have, you're getting paid well to do the next movie. And so, yeah. oh, by the way. <laughs> Sure, they they wagged the contract and said, you know, like, all that money we just gave you, contract, contract. Yeah, yeah. Most people were crying drugs back then. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) True. But also, I mean, you could tell that Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford do not want to be there either. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like everyone probably came in, did it in a day. And, like, after so many takes, we're like, nope, I'm done. You got enough takes. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> and so they did the best of whatever horrible takes got done in, like, the 20 minutes they had. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, Leia talking <laughs> Mala down, who's, you know, distressed about, <laughs> you know, Chewbacca's 20 minutes late. He's flying <laughs> across the galaxy. But he's 20 minutes late. That's a problem. It's also yep. confusing because C-3PO is doing his, like, translator job, which, you know, that's totally part of the original storyline. Like, mm-hmm. he's works as a yeah. translator. But he's not, he's translating Mala for Leia occasionally. and yeah. But not translating Leia for Mala, oh, I guess. Because yeah. Wookiees can understand Wookies English. understand English, but they yeah, can't but we just, yeah. speak it. <laughs> I mean, with with Chewbacca, it kind of works because when you have somebody that's playing off of his character, you can just, you know, it's like, well, Han understands what he's saying because they're best Mm -hmm. friends and he just knows them and he knows how to understand and he knows the family as well. Right. He can't speak it, but he understands the language. It kind of works better, but then you have multiple Wookiees and nobody knows what they're saying. It's just like, how is this supposed to be entertaining? This is just confusing. I've heard it referred to as Lynchian. It's like, what's yeah, I get going I on get here? <laughs> it's like bad pantomime, you know? Yeah. Like but, this. like, if pantomime, like, they gave up trying to actually mime things and just started grunting along with the pantomime. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. And so, basically, the, the stormtroopers trash Lumpy's room, and then after they're all done, they make him go clean it up to be jerks basically to show like look what we can do and get away with it and so he's up in his room upset and he's devastated because they beheaded they beheaded his bantha 
Right, his and, pet Manta. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's that, that he part then had to really put the sad. head back on and yeah. like tuck it into bed to make tuck sure it was okay. <laughs> like give it a kiss goodnight and everything. Aww. Aww. Poor Aww. I wanted one of the other characters to be like, we can put his head back on. It's okay. Because like they just pop the head off. It's not like he was totally destroyed. But, but it's okay. just like, it's like, oh, why would you just come and be a complete dick to a child? Like, right. Also, he has a cool bedroom. Like, it's kind of like a little lofted space. And mm-hmm. uh, But he he has his present from um, the traitor guy, Art Carney's traitor character. And, and he can do transmissions with it. And we, in the version we watched tonight, had the part edited out where Harvey Corman is yet again another character, but he plays a robot that, like, gives instructions on how to use the device. And so oh, yeah. he uses it to fake out the stormtroopers and call them back to base, basically. But they're all, while this is going on, while he's, like, figuring out how to do that, we're treated to a musical number with B. Arthur in the Moss Isley Cantina, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Like I it's probably really my favorite like segment. Well, yeah. it's, it's also, well, like you said, it's kind of interesting to have lyrics to that song yeah, that you've heard it, a million it, times. It, it, right. it's, like, it's like they write a song to the Cantina song, but slowed down just a little bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, they, the one, the one thing about this segment that really caught my eye is that her bar was essentially just like a craft service table. It like yeah. had just like a like just a random cafeteria style uh water fountain thing oh, like yeah. with a plastic <laughs> nozzle to drain. Like it was right. just yeah. the most basic shit. <laughs> she had a she had a bunch of um Tupperware iced tea dispensers. Yeah, yeah, in a that, row yeah, with yeah, different yeah. colored yeah. fluids in them. Very, well, I think very futuristic. <laughs> just supposed to believe that they're really down and out in Moss yeah. Isley. And, like, because the video is presented. Hey, I've been in some dive bars that have Tupperware behind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just, it's just that it's in space. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's Tatooine. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, they, we're in space right now. Anyway, they show the, they show the video as a propaganda film, it was like just like live from Tatooine, and well, it's it was, shown. It's well, let me sorry. finish. They they're showing it to show everyone else in the Empire how good they have it in comparison <laughs> to these people. That's it, true. Which right. honestly is like the I guess the basis for all reality TV it was like look at these look at these freaks <laughs> over here and how they live because they're basically saying that this place is really immoral and that these people suck and their lives are hard and terrible and shouldn't you be so happy that you have the empire to make things better for you? Right. Which is not at all what you get from the whole song number. Like, But I, but I have to say, when we were watching it this time, after two years of being in the midst of a pandemic, like it'd been two years since we'd watched this with a group. And so mm-hmm. thinking about it as like a, we have to close down because the government is like saying everybody's yes. got a curfew and all that. And it wasn't for like quarantine reasons, but it really felt like this could have been the song that they played in March of 2020 mm-hmm. when they're like, everybody has wow. to go home and you I mean, can't. I literally. And I don't know when you can come back. Right. <laughs> I literally worked that shift. Yeah. Yeah. I was the guy sending customers home at the end of like closing and they're like, oh, well, when gosh. will you be open again? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, they just told me we're closed. 
Like, that's all they told me. They said, we're closed and we're not open tomorrow and we don't know when we'll be open again. And I had to, like, tell that to customers all day. And people were getting so drunk that night. Like, yeah, people were just I like, bet. I need to have five more. It's like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do this again. It's like, um, you don't need five more because you're already <laughs> no. drunk and you have to get home <laughs> so that you can do this again someday when we reopen. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely, it definitely hit a little harder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking that, too, and we were watching that part. I was like, yeah, yeah. The government just closed down the bar. Sorry, folks. One more round. And B-Earther really does a good job. It doesn't feel feel like it does when you see Luke and Leia and Han, like they don't want to be there. Like, she's just coming in. She was committing. She's She's an old girl. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's she's been in variety specials before. She knows the routine. Right. Yeah. And she and knew how to get her hair and makeup done right. And honestly, if you just <laughs> watched, that hair was amazing. If you yeah, just but... watch clips of this, that would be one of the ones to check out because you also have a lot of the characters from the first movie mm. in their costumes. And I did like her friend that's a gigantic rat that's hanging out. Yes. I was just say I love the rat. <laughs> We were yeah. trying we're trying to imagine how the rat imbibes in alcohol at the cantina. Like maybe he has like a bowl or something. Actually, you know what would be so hilarious is if they had one of those giant hamster water bottles oh, <laughs> full yeah. of ale. Also, how does he pay for it? Yeah, that things? was what we were on the way home we were having this discussion. Like my my idea is he just has like a credit, you know, (laughs) like maybe he works for her on the side and has like a credit account. I thought he'd be a good bouncer, giant rat at the door. Like no, giant rats are scary. Don't do that. I'll gnaw on you. (laughs) Yeah, friends with Willard, the B Arthur scene. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's funny because we were like talking about the CGI and how bad it looked later on. But, like, in this, which has no CGI, because it's pre-CGI, it's, like, B. Arthur's in that cantina, and they just have all the old costumes that they yeah. used the movie, like, a mm-hmm. few years earlier were, like, on hand, and they hadn't started deteriorating or anything. So they just put these people back in costumes and had them, you know, like, pretend to be drinking and everything. And those look, in this TV special so much better than the CGI of 2000. Oh, God, yeah. Episode (laughs) one come out. Jar Jar Binks. 99. This TV special makeup looks so much better than Jar Jar Binks decades later, you know. Yeah, although as much as I dislike those prequels, I feel like you can't make that argument about the Wookiee costumes no. they made for the show. Like they don't uh, look good. I'd say those Wookiee costumes look better than CGI'd Wookiees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially like with this character design. It's Yeah, mm. so one thing, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but later on when you get into the actual Life Day celebration, we see a whole bunch of Wookiees gathered. And everyone is in a robe, which looks really awkward because I just, again, this doesn't seem, I have not seen the Wookiee Bible, but this just doesn't <laughs> seem like like something a Wookiee would be into wearing ceremonial robes like they're the Mormon yeah, tabernacle choir. Yeah, they clothes. Yeah. Well, they're not right. even like fanciful but, robes. If it was like robes that were covered in sequins and feathers and stuff, I mean, they were like about that to would graduate. make sense. 
yeah. but they were yeah, yeah they were literally wearing like graduation but I, gowns. it was clearly like <laughs> looking at it as like as an a cynical adult you're like well this is clearly we did not have enough time and material to make like 40 wookie costumes or 20 or however many right. people are playing wookies on set so they just had heads and drew thought also possibly people that had their back to the camera just probably had w- wigs on like that yeah. were like kind of like furry right it kind of i kind of got the sense like looking at all the from behind shots like the way the hair was flowing it just looked like they were probably wearing cheap wigs and then <laughs> had their graduation gowns on and some furry you know gloves and then yeah. you know like five to ten actors got to wear heads it's Poorly like when you compare the original Planet of the Apes to, like, oh, the right. fourth Planet of the yeah. Apes. <laughs> when it's like people are just wearing Halloween masks if they're more than two yeah. rows back. Oh, my gosh. There's, like, the whole getting rid of the stormtroopers and then they catch him. They catch little Lumpy, like, making a fake transmission. The one lone stormtrooper right. who's still there. And he chases him out the front door, which is when when Han and Chewbacca show up on the scene. Right, just in time. And Han <laughs> sort of inadvertently kills the stormtrooper by totally an accident. fighting with him, dodging, and then the stormtrooper... He, he tripped over, you know, a log that was some firewood. Yeah, you know? and then falls from the really tall treehouse and lets out a Wilhelm scream when he does it, which is yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. definitely a Wilhelm, y'all. Yeah, so it was good times. Good family <laughs> Good family-friendly murder and right. space Nazis and grandpa was, watching porn. It was totally not his fault that he died. But, mm-hmm. I mean, had they not killed him, what were they going to do? Right. <laughs> he I mean, kind of had to die. He was coming after Lumpy with a weapon. Right. So, and, like, yeah. had they found out that Han, Solo, and Chewbacca were there, they would have killed them all. So yeah. it, was, it was us or them kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine that they killed that guy. <laughs> By the way, with the, with the B. Arthur scene, special. with the B. Arthur scene, another thing that cracked me up is that was like the the guy came on the TV like and announced to the all the people of the Empire needed to stop what they were doing and watch this important video. Yeah, and it was B. Arthur singing in her cantina. <laughs> well, in the the non-edited version, there's actually a scene before that. Where so Harvey Corman has yet another role where he plays like an old drunk that's in yeah, love with Yeah, you're PR right. Drunk. I remember that now. Yeah. And so like there's a whole scene where he's just like hitting on her and getting shut down, sadly, over yeah. and over again. Well, and at the very end, he gives, or he gives her a flower. Like he's like the last. Yeah. One. So that's the required viewing then. Right, right, is watching <laughs> an, the whole an old season. drunk hit on B. Arthur. This is important <laughs> to the Empire, guys. <laughs> to make yeah. you feel Stop better about yourself. Because look, you don't have it that bad. You could be this old drunk guy hitting <laughs> yeah. on B. Arthur. Well, and like they said beforehand, you know, it's it's the people of lesser, looser morals on Tatooine. And mm-hmm. are yeah. you glad you're not yeah. them? Don't be yeah. like these people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Probably. And now we have, you know, real housewives of every town in the U.S., I guess. I don't know. Right. There's so many versions of that show. Real house, real housewives of uh, Dayton, Ohio or something. Interesting. Anyway. Real housewives of Portland. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs>
They're all like, yeah. <laughs> and be yeah. all like hippie moms. <laughs> right. Oh, Making sure their kids only eating uh pre-pasteurized cheese and yeah. <laughs> well, I would watch it if the housewives had like fur children. They were, it was all like, hey, this is my yeah. dog <laughs> and this is my gecko. And right. like I don't know. I feel like Portland you'd have more people that were like, yeah. we have yeah. kids, we have pets. Sure. Yep. <laughs> so somewhere we missed we kind of talked about the Jefferson Starship. Oh, there oh, yeah. sequence. Performance. But that the, that whole performance exists purely just so they can distract one of the imperial officers. Yeah. <laughs> He's tapping his finger and digging right. on it though. And it's like What did you say it looked like? <laughs> yeah. It looked like he was singing into a pink corn dog. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's see, a nice way of putting uh, it. That's a very, I, I said it looked like he was singing into a vibrator, but... Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, there were a few times when he lifted it up to his mouth when I kind of wanted to be like, shake weight. Oh, no. <laughs> shake it like a shake weight. Shake weight. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's like they show it to him on yet another one of the Life Day gifts, which yeah. is yet another way to consume media yeah it's like they have a table like 10 feet away from the table this guy's sitting at that has a holographic projector yeah and yet he's sitting at another table Mm -hmm. where he just opened a portable holographic projector people need their their ipads and they need their TV, and they need their phone. Yeah, and, I guess that's you know, true. I mean, it's, this is. I a, like when he I tries kind of, he starts I it kind up of, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that? Like he does his whole performance to get it to start. Oh yeah, that's right. Which is <laughs> like another comedic thing. Of, yeah. <laughs> which is very much like the variety special. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, like right. there's so much variety special bleeding in. Mm-hmm. But it just can't escape just the like real up. life drama ness well, of it. It almost seems like instead of writing a coherent story, they were like, We wanna have a bunch of performances and we think we should get these people because that would be fun, or we can get these people, you know, because maybe they couldn't get other people, and they wrote in ways to incorporate the acts instead of having a through line story and so it feels a little awkward of like oh well you, you have to watch this government mandated video or well, you, know you have it, to watch this to like calm the child down or you have to watch this, i just realized you know? what it reminds me of is like an anthology movie mm-hmm. where there's the tie together part the of the anthology story. movie and a lot of times those movies are made up of failed movies that didn't like yeah yeah a, a whole movie never got made so they just like oh, took sure. like sections that, of it like that satan on a train movie from the 80s What's right that yeah yeah that one's the horror ter- express yeah. or whatever no that's a, that's a hammer movie um um, no, I it's, don't remember what it's called. Anyways, it's or there's like Monster matter. Party is one. Oh, Mad, you're, yeah, the one with not Vincent, the Mad, the one with Vincent, Vincent Price. Price. Yeah, Monster Party. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh, it's like the the wraparound story that ties them all together usually barely makes sense at all, and it's just yeah. like really cheaply performed, and they get usually like a couple though, famous people in it. It's yeah. like 20, 20 to like fifteen percent of the screen time is the wraparound though, and where this instead of this, it's like 
the anthology sequences or whatever the different little vignettes those are the short parts. are the <laughs> short part and there's 75 percent wookie grunting and stormtroop <laughs> posturing and the local salesman coming in to help for some odd reason uh-huh he's a good friend yeah he's a friend of the rebellion (laughs) and they just like leia just takes him at his word on the video screen when he says that he's a friend of the rebellion although she's having trouble standing she's like all right cool she's like all right you got it you got it all figured out i gotta go back (laughs) and work on my lines some more speaking of him what is with him demanding a kiss from (laughs) from mala yeah yeah it was a little, I don't know. Was Him also, and Itchy have some kind of thing going. I, it was weird. <laughs> they kept, when, when it was supposed to be, like, meaningful glances between the Wookiee family members, it was hard not to just lose it laughing. Like, they yeah. have these, like, close-ups <laughs> of each of their faces, and they're looking all, like, wistful, I guess, mm-hmm. at each other. Like, we're filled with love, but it's just creepy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it just goes on yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, whenever it's a close-up of their face, you just, like, it It looks like you're looking at a person's eyes in terror that they're yeah. trapped inside a Wookiee costume right now. It's like, oh, my God, it is so hot in here. Why am I doing this? They're not paying me enough. I need to join that union. Yeah, right. Jeez. Uh, uh, yeah, that would probably be pretty unbearable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so where are we at now? We're basically at where they start to actually celebrate Life Day, where like <laughs> I mentioned they're all wearing their graduation gowns. Yeah. They, they carry these, like, little special lights for it, and then they're sort of, like, teleported well, that's, to yeah. some place. So it's very confusing. They, it is. Now that Chewie's finally there, they can finally, like, start light day. Or light day. <laughs> and they all grab an orb, and then they start walking through space with orbs in their hands. I mean, and they're, like, fun. teleported <laughs> to some mystic cave or something. And Han Solo, Princess Leia, and Luke, Luke are all just there. Yep. And, and yep. C-3PO and R2-D2. So this whole time, this whole thing we've been watching is trying to figure out how to get them together. It's like, why didn't they just teleport in the first place? <laughs> if everyone just teleports to Life Day, then maybe Chewie the next time should just, like, a couple months before Life Day, you know, throw one of those orbs in his knapsack so yeah, right. he can have it with him <laughs> when also, Life Day comes around. Yeah, and they also keep telling them, like, Luke and Leia and Han all say, oh, well, you know, we'll let you enjoy your holiday. We're not a part of it. We right. can't come. It's like your Wookiee holiday, blah, blah, blah. Your tradition, blah, blah, blah. Everyone should have their own things and be accepted, yada, yada, yada. But then mm-hmm. Life Day finally happens, and who's on the frickin' dais but all the humans? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, Played it above all the Wookiees. Yeah, they're, like, looking down upon them from this, like, stage. And C-3PO makes a comment about how him and R2-D2 wish that they 
oh, were, yeah. were actual able, living beings. Right, yeah, that they yeah. were living and able to have feelings so they yeah. could enjoy the holiday too. And I was like, that's terrible. Which he kind of, it's dark. like the end that's of... really dark. A little bit like the end of Wizard of Oz, though, because he has to have the feelings to wish he had the feelings, you yeah. know? Well, in... There's so he's nothing... obviously got some feelings and yeah. he's like longing for feelings. There's nothing in the actual Star Wars movies that indicates that I mean they have fully fledged personalities. Like you definitely get the feeling that R two D two expresses emotion yeah. and he has yeah. opinions. Yeah. And yeah. He, he gets frustrated and annoyed too. And so does C three PO and he makes yeah. nice comments. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's like really again these people did not watch the first movie and they were just right. like, well, they're robots. So they're sad. They're not humans. I'm like, that's <laughs> arrogant to assume that I thought. And then princess Leia gives us all the gift of song. <laughs> yeah. And again, like if this isn't her holiday, how did she know a song? Well, you know, she was there, and they should be so excited and happy that <laughs> she graced them with her presence, and wouldn't they love it if she sang them a Life Day song? Well, I mean, <laughs> Peter May- Mayhew in his Chewbacca costume was like, Oh, man. She was, like, like petting him. Oh, yeah, she was getting real close to Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, like, she was. Like, it kind of made me, like, I never noticed it until watching it this time on the big screen. Because, um, like, I know that Peter Mayhew had a thing for Carrie Fisher. Like, for a long time. Like, he never gave up on her. You know, Aww. like, she was the one that got away or something. But, like, watching this, I'm like, maybe she had a thing with him for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like, right. maybe there actually was something that he lost and it wasn't just a crush the whole time. Yeah. She's, like, stroking his chest. That oh, whole yeah. <laughs> And the smile and, on her face yeah. when he I mean, oh, she, yeah. Maybe she liked she liked him having a crush on her, maybe. I don't know. Oh, but or yeah, maybe it was like um get him to the Greek, pet the furry wall. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> she, she was just so she, high she had to pet yeah. some furry <laughs> to calm her down. Well, no, because that would be like cuddling with like a big stuffed animal. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, I'm not gonna lie, like if there wasn't if there wasn't a pandemic on and we were at Disneyland and Generally, most of the characters and costumes at Disneyland, I'm like, I'm good. You don't need oh, to come Chewy. near me. But if we encountered Chewie mm-hmm. and we, it was safe and okay to give him a hug, I would totally give Chewie a hug. So. Yeah. Can't I, could, I could make believe my way through that there's some <laughs> dude having to wear that suit <laughs> oh, yeah, today. And I'm just going to ignore that and be like, dude, I'm sorry, but I got to give you a I hug. Just, had an awesome evil As thought. I'm literally wearing right now my Chewy as my co-pilot like if, shirt. If Disney, I know, I forgot to mention. I love that shirt. That's awesome. If Disney wanted to, like, really troll the people that come into Galaxy's Edge, or, like, maybe as a Halloween prank, they could have people dressed as Itchy and Mala and Lumpy. Oh, <laughs> that would be hilarious. They should do yeah, uh, a photo shoot with Chewy. <laughs> Itchy's coming to get you. Or maybe have Itchy take Chewbacca's place until the you know it's safe to get near the characters. Because <laughs> right. no then no one wants. wants to hug him. <laughs> Every little kid's like, "Mommy, what's wrong with that one? What's wrong with Chewie?" <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Chewie, Chewie fell into the same bat as the Joker in the Tim Burton bat. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> or it's like a cartoon where they like grab the lower lip and pull it all the way over the top of their head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, that. That's the perfect description. There was a character actor in like the 80s. He was in UHF. He's the guy that goes. Just remember, guns don't kill people. I do. Yeah. And then, oh, yes. like, he got a role. All of his roles were always just because he could take his lower jaw and fit it over his upper jaw. And it would, like, make that weird Popeye face, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Right. And, like, that was his whole career. That's what Itchy had going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> the lower jaw fitting over the upper jaw thing. <laughs> like he could scratch his nose with his lower teeth. Yep. He probably just sucks the snot right out of him. Oh. <laughs> and somehow that took it too far. Yes. <laughs> it's time to say goodnight. No. <laughs> okay, imagine him uh, watching porn in the middle of the living room. <laughs> Someone take the iPhone away from Grandpa. He's watching porn again. <laughs> oh man! Well, my my grandpa, like the last year that he was alive, he got really into river dance, and he <laughs> oh, was God. he was on a lot of medication because he was battling leukemia, and oh. it was a you know it was a rough, sad situation. Yeah, yeah. He was you know he was a you know, man who was almost seventy, and he was like hanging out in the living room and he needed something for entertainment and that was popular at the time and he would watch it on OPB and he would get excited occasionally he you know depending on how much morphine was in his system he'd be like hey kick those legs a little higher yeah it was just it was cute it wasn't like crazy it was just like no to have mm-hmm. a little fun sure. but yeah I don't know about about itchy and the name too like it doesn't help oh. it really doesn't but the 70s were i mean the 80s were weird too not and <laughs> not like now is any better but it's kind of charming to look back on weird and creepy things from like you know 40 to 50 years ago oh yeah <laughs> we've got I good mean, distance we can talk about it now and laugh i mean we're at the end of this thing and i'll say i will probably watch this edited version again next year oh sure yeah (laughs) every year it's not god help our souls (laughs) there's there's a very good chance i'll watch the thing in its entirety again at some point i i definitely i could see checking out the full length thing again i mean honestly this is one of those things where it's like if you have morbid curiosity you probably just only ever need to see this once unless Unless you have childhood nostalgia for it. Right. Or you yeah. really like weird things. Or if, if or you, you have like, multiple Star Wars action figures in your room. and you Or you like to torture your friends and like. Sure. Like if you're a big Star Wars fan and you've never seen this, go out and watch it. Oh, yeah. Because it's entertaining. Oh, no. I think I think this is even as Especially like, if you can fast forward a little bit. Yeah. I would, yeah. Especially <laughs> if it's like, like you said, if, if you're fan of the those variety style shows oh, yeah. it's it's definitely trying to be that <laughs> yeah trying <laughs> i mean if you if you watch the star wars segments on the donnie and marie osmond show on youtube recently and you had a good time with that i feel like you would have a good time with yeah them. 
I don't know. Have we seen those? We no. should, we should, look, we should that look that up. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, I as a child, I remember, you know, like my stepmom and my grandparents being into things like Lawrence Welk and, you know, a lot of that variety hour stuff and wanting to roll my eyes so hard. And as I've gotten older, I'm kind of not so much Lawrence Welk. I still think that's kind of boring. But some of the other ones, like the fun, the fun ones with more like famous entertainers and things and a little mm. less quirky, like, I mean, even the Donnie and Marie show was pretty entertaining at times. They have fun costumes and fun sets and mm-hmm. like there's a share. I haven't watched it in its entirety, but there's a share Christmas variety special from the 70s. It's also available on YouTube. So you can go down a whole rabbit hole or like if you like the Paul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> special, that's a really great one. And also kind of like this nothing really goes together it doesn't make a lot of sense you have okay. random cameos from all over the place it's like god in that one i think they have like um they have witchy poo from hr Huffenstaff. they have margaret hamilton and they had the um, witch of the west and they had pinky tuscadero <laughs> it's like it's just such a weird like weird combination of things and yeah that was <laughs> 70s. they were just like let's Let's throw it all in there, you know? It's right. Little, well, it's, it's like, a little who bit can musical, we get that's a, a bit name Latin. someone knows? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times the names that somebody knows is actually stuff that, like, if you were young at the time would have been people your parents knew. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I yeah. mean, every decade goes through that mm-hmm. where it's like you have people that are up and coming and they'll need to get stuff on the cheap and they're like we need to name people recognize but we can't pay a lot and they're like well let's get this person who hasn't acted in like years yeah. because yeah. nobody's paying them anymore now they're desperate yeah, well, like, yeah. which is you know that's that's dancing with the stars yeah. <laughs> stars is a loose term you know or they pay them all to live in a house and record what right. they do or like the what was it the the surreal yeah. life, the real life. Yeah. 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 on multiple other shows somehow <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i remember i watched like one of those way back in the day in most of its entirety god that was mm-hmm. decades ago now. i remember there was a thing that was kind of a, a play on that but it was animated and it was called yeah, drawn, drawn together, together. oh yeah <laughs> that was like darkly funny it's like I went back and started watching it, and I'm like, oh, this is so cringy now. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's still, I mean, I still like it because I've got, like, nostalgia for it. But uh, otherwise, it's like, oh, if I if I saw this now, I would not watch it past the first episode, probably. <laughs> yeah, I remember. It's really offensive, but I mean, it's kind of the point of it. Right. right. Yeah. It was I... during that era when it was like everyone was trying to be as offensive as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that was just them getting away with something. If they could yeah. get away with it, they considered their job done, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the weird thing that's been happening, like, like super recently, and I haven't watched any of it, but I was kind of baffled that it exists, but it's definitely pandering to people our age where they have, they're having young actors do live performances of scripts from episodes of 80s sitcoms. Oh, yeah. That, like, yeah, they were yeah. alive when they were on, but they're, like, doing different strokes in the facts of life. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah. Well, there's also yeah where they do it like online too it's so bizarre to me like i guess i get it but at the same time it's like the people 
it's kind of like when you're talking about the variety shows like who's your audience like because you have yeah. these actors and it's like but you weren't even alive like close to being alive like I barely remember different strokes because I was yeah, a little kid like a super little kid when that was on tv and and then they have these people like reenacting it and like I remember bits and pieces of some episodes and same with facts of life. Like I have not seen it since the So 80s. who got to say what you're talking about, Willis? I don't know. <laughs> it's uh oh god, it's uh who who, who is it? <laughs> it's Kevin Kevin Hart, remember? <laughs> oh that makes yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's kind of funny. You really want to tell me that, yeah, that was Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Yeah, right, maybe I want to so, watch one of these. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's just it's so surreal. It's when you and also when you realize suddenly that you're the middle-aged primetime audience that they're yeah. targeting with this stuff. I'm like, oh, God, that's that's where we're at now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we are old people. <laughs> well, so not an old person. Do we have any, I mean, there are definitely people that would say, oh, you know, like, they wag their finger at us and say, you sure. don't even know yet. But yeah. <laughs> we definitely have reached an age where our demographic, like, is being targeted heavily yeah. with nostalgia in a way that they don't really do to you as much when you're younger. It's like yeah. how you know you arrived. <laughs> right. Cause well, I remember, I remember being a kid. I remember being a kid and all the, you know, television was like nostalgic for sixties and the sixties and seventies and mm. being like, shown this like prepackaged idealized version of the 60s that didn't actually exist you know no. you think like, the wonder years which was a good show but like mm-hmm. the it, it gives you the the cliff notes of what it was yeah. like to be alive at that time rather than like an actual verbatim story of somebody's life and and so that's what we're getting now and it's like the 80s and 90s and it's interesting mm-hmm. to see it, remember what it was like and see it filtered down for like a marketing concept. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting. Well, does anybody have anything else they want to say about the the Star Wars holiday special or the Star Wars universe or <laughs> I don't really Any have of- anything to say about the special itself, but one of the commercials, they it was there's on a couple commercials. <laughs> oh yeah. For, so- uh, for a Planet of the Apes. But why did they play <laughs> Why did it play 2001 Space Odyssey song for it? Oh, it did, didn't it? <laughs> How was weird. Was it free? Maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because it was yeah. weird to me. It was the 2001 dun, dun, uh-huh. dun. I thought you were going to talk about how there's a scientist. And a lady and a scientist. Lady scientist. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the presentation that we watched, which was this edited version of the Star Wars special had all these fun they weren't the actual commercials that aired on the original yeah like, no. but they were of the era so they were like lots of late 70s uh mego toys all over the place it was like right. you had wonder woman and star trek but there were multiple planet of the apes yeah, commercials the, and they were all great i love that wonder woman part of her um fantasy island like play set was that in her throne she has a yes. apartment to keep a Russian comb. Yeah, but it's a You know, were, Wonder Woman has to make sure her hair looks they nice. They were and tight. big, though. <laughs> super secret compartment. I keep my most private possessions here. It's a brush and a comb. 
but they were. Well, it's like she has to hide that she's girly. But they were. Yeah. They were like large in, for in Amazonia. I'm gonna no. I, I I totally get why you think that's funny, but like it was for the little girl hands or little kid hands. Oh right. Because it was like a, it was way too big. Like if Wonder Woman was combing her own hair. Well, it was yeah. 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 because. Smaller. But it's it kind of like the things you get with the My Little Ponies. You yeah. But the, the idea that she had a brush and comb in her all was hilarious. Sure. But it's because, like, the Wonder Woman was like, yeah, it's an action figure, but this is an action figure for girls. So yep. just make it a Barbie, okay? Yeah, no, definitely, like, you know. Give the girl a Barbie, but give her, like, a way to spin and knock down That's a wall or whatever. That's because the little girls aren't supposed to want woman scientists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Lady scientist. Also, wasn't that character? Didn't that character have a name in that series? I thought her name was like Sarah. It's been forever since. No, right. it's just Lady Scientist. Lady Scientist. <laughs> well, and also it was um, it was and the astronaut. Yeah. Like it wasn't um, Charlton Heston's character, or whatever. I forget his name. Like Sergeant something yeah, or I don't whatever. Remember his character but like name. it wasn't that. It was just the astronaut. <laughs> it was like the whoever made the commercial to... clearly hadn't seen the movie. Right. It's like how did you make a whole line of toys, but you haven't seen the movie, or but at least know what the movie is? None of that though beats how disturbing the very last commercial they showed was, which was for Archie Bunker's Oh, yeah. It was a baby doll that was supposed to be very soft and realistic and anatomically correct. Yeah, they make a point to say that, and you can tell by his anatomical correctness that he's a boy. No guarantees. Every kid wants a Archie Bunker's grandson baby doll. But like, it's so weird because when they first showed the baby, I thought it was like, oh, is this an early version of Baby Alive, which they still make, which creeps me out. Like the name is creepy. The fact that the baby simulates being alive is creepy to me. But yeah, this doll was one that like, it you feed it and it wets itself and it has little boy genitalia, which is like fine, but like the way it was presented was very weird and the fact that they don't have a name for the grandson because they could have just given no, they had the a baby, name did it wasn't on the box though they were yeah, so, yeah, yeah it like, was archie bunker's grandson in giant letters and then in like in small letters oh, it did like it. jeffrey something or no. something uh, Meathead jr or yeah, something Meathead jr. <laughs> i don't know i i've never watched an episode of all in the family um yeah. it didn't didn't seem like something i wanted to spend time on but the box was really weird. If I can find the commercial on YouTube, I, I don't know if I can find it or not. If I can find it on YouTube, You'll I will put it, it in our show notes. Yeah. Everyone can behold the glory of that, that and, weirdness. And the commercial for Ball Busters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Ball, I want the Ball Busters. I want, it actually looks like a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah. You know, somebody on eBay might have it. It was you like a, some kind of game in the 70s where like it's spring-loaded balls that like you launch them at each other's well and you other move, people's you move ball, your like pieces checkers. like checkers but the, instead of a little piece you have like a long stick with a ball on it that you can actually like hit it's like um it's like it like looks like a balloon on a string you know yeah yeah anyways but like the whole commercial it keeps talking about like you know ball busters and this person's <laughs> fun the for ball the whole buster. family fun for the whole family and then at the very end, it's like it's the kids have been knocked out. They're no longer in the game. 
and it's just the husband and wife, and then the wife, like, takes her last shot and knocks out the husband, and the husband just goes, ah, you're a real ball buster. Yeah. And then, like, she turns to the camera and winks, yeah. and it's like, they know exactly what yeah. they're saying. Oh, yeah. Like, they came up with this product line, and they knew how bad the name was, and they just went with it. And they made a game for the whole family ball called Busters. Ball Busters. You busted my balls. <laughs> it's like a South Park sketch. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's almost like, is that even a but real But it was thing? real. I love it when stuff like that comes up and you're watching it and you think it's a parody or like a sketch comedy bit. And yeah. it's just like, nope, wait, that's actually a thing. That's real. <laughs> Well, I just have to say thank you two so much for joining us for this episode. Oh, and absolutely. Thank you for having us. It was it was a lot of fun, and we will definitely have you back on again in 2022. We'll pick something. Oh, yeah. Ever. Yeah, this is something we've been wanting to do for a long time, both both the, the holiday special and doing a show with you two. So this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for having yeah. us on. Yeah, of course. We really appreciate it. I'll have to have you on again sometime. Yeah. Well, all of you listening out there, we thank you as always for listening. And we hope that you have the very happiest of holidays and a very wonderful new year. And we will be recording again sometime in January. I'm not 100% on what we're going to be covering. If I get enough of an advance notice, I might post to our Twitter page a little teaser or something. But we will definitely be coming out with more episodes. We may have Andy and Val with us. We might not. It's Scheduling has been a little bit harder, but we've decided to kind of just push on with whoever's available each month and then maybe occasionally have more guests. So hopefully you enjoy some of the slight change-ups from episode to episode. And, yeah, we hope you do well. And we will hope you will join us next time on The Haunted Davenport. Happy life day, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. so yeah, now it's time for everyone to do your best Wookiee sound. <laughs> I'm not good at that at all. <laughs> I've never been able to do a Wookiee sound. I'll just do I'll just do Grandpa Itchy watching the porn. <laughs> <laughs> that, that lumpy sounded like an angry squirrel. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.